0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Lord, have mercy on me,
1: a sinner.
0: Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. In his great mercy, God made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our sins. Hear the word of Christ through his called servant. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, Alleluia. Your face, Lord, do I seek, hide not your face from me. And for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever.
0: The first lesson for the seventh Sunday of Easter is written in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 36. Therefore say to the house of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. And give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you. And move you to follow my decrees. And be careful to keep my laws. You will live in the land I gave your forefathers. You will be my people. And I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is written in the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 4. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, do not be surprised At the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Please stand. Hallelujah. over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. I will not leave you as orphans. I am going away and I will come to you and your hearts will rejoice. Alleluia.
2: Alleluia.
1: Alleluia.
0: Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters.
1: Glory be to you, o Lord. Glory be to you, o Lord.
0: The words of Jesus. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, He will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this, so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first, because I was with you." This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus has ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of God to rule all things in heaven and on earth for the good of his church, for his Christians. And from there, he has sent his Holy Spirit, as he has promised. This Spirit of God, then, has testified, has borne witness about Jesus, so that those who hear, believe, so that they may know the Son, and thereby know the Father. And out of this faith comes a spirit-wrought heart of love and service to God and the neighbors around them. And then what? What happens next? Well, they all lived happily ever after then, of course. No. What does Jesus say will happen to His disciples, to His followers, His Christians, after He is gone. And why does He say such things? Jesus says to His disciples, He says, they will put you out of the synagogue. He says, they will kill you and they'll call it a divine service. That's the world's liturgy to you. Saint Peter, writes to the Christians, he says, you will undergo fiery trials, painful trials. You will be insulted because of the name of Christ and you will participate in the sufferings of Christ. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when it happens. It's going to happen, St. Peter writes. Peter, of all guys. A man who once brashly claimed, Jesus, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. But you know that sounds an awful lot like what you will hear this morning. From young Christians who have been with Jesus from the beginning, who have received his testimony in whom, by water, word, and spirit, God has created a new heart, a heart of faith and love and service to their neighbor. Who will now are now prepared to confess freely, boldly, the name of Jesus before you and before the world. They're going to be asked directly, do you intend to continue steadfast in this Christian faith? And even this, they will be asked, do you intend to endure all things, even death, rather than fall away from it? And they will say yes, and I ask God to help me. Yes, Lord, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you, never fall away from you. That's what Peter said, too. Jesus said that the cross would come. Peter wrote, don't be surprised. Perhaps because he himself was surprised. He intended not to fall away either, but he was taken off guard and he fell. Do you remember that? The night Jesus was arrested and when he was put on trial, Peter first, first thinks that he's going to defend Jesus with a sword. But then he runs away and then he comes back and he's watching the trial and warming himself by the fire. And he simply asked a, a, a pretty simple question, are you one of his disciples? Afraid of the consequences perhaps, the consequence of the truth, Peter denied it. He gave false testimony in order to avoid confessing his association with Jesus. As a result, Peter didn't die that night. He didn't get killed with Jesus that night, but he kept himself safe and he kept himself nice and warm by the fire. We'll never know exactly what would have happened to Peter if he had just told the truth. Maybe nothing. Maybe they were just asking out of curiosity. They wanted to know if he was one of Jesus' disciples. Maybe they wanted to know more about Jesus, for all we know. Or, on the other hand, it could have been that if Peter had told the truth, he would have been arrested and executed alongside Jesus. As it turns out, though Peter tried to avoid it, what Jesus had told him came true. It was only a matter of time before Peter did confess. He did testify truthfully and, according to tradition, was killed. He was crucified like Jesus, only upside down. In fact, as far as we know, all of Jesus' other disciples except St. John were executed for confessing Jesus. Those of you who were here in in Bible class the last couple of months, you've heard the story of these 12 disciples. And and you've seen the symbols, we showed the symbols or the, the, the shields for each of the apostles And you saw just how many of those symbols for the 12 disciples were actually the instrument used to kill them. Like the knives used to flay Bartholomew, the spear that pierced, that was run through Thomas, the saw that dismembered James the Less, or Peter's upside down cross. You want to know what's in store for Christians who confess Christ? You can look there. We might wonder to ourselves, what will ours look like? Like the Apostles, the Holy Spirit has testified to you about Jesus. You have been instructed in the Word of God and you have received his Holy Spirit. And Jesus says to those, he says, you also must testify. What will your testimony be? What has it been up to this point? When you speak, do you speak as one speaking the very words of God? Or do you talk pretty much like everyone around you also talks? Is your mouth full of juicy gossip? Foul and crude words, lies, grumbling or sharp jabs of the tongue? Then you may hear the word of the prophet in our Old Testament reading, you have profaned the name of the Lord your God. Do you love one another deeply? Do you serve with the strength God provides? Are you self-controlled and sober-minded so that you can pray? Perhaps, perhaps at this point no one is threatening you with sword or spear or saw or cross. No one's threatening any other torture instrument of torture or simply excluding you from their social circle. Maybe no one is even insulting you, calling you names, canceling silence you or deplatforming you. But just as for Peter, what Jesus says for you will be you will suffer for my name if you confess me. And if you do not suffer for being a Christian, we might end up asking ourselves, doing well to ask, why not? If perhaps our speech and our testimony blends so well in with the rest of the world's speech, so that we cannot even be identified as Christians, so that no one would even bother to ask, if you are one of His disciples, then repent. and and hear in Jesus' voice, His loving care, even as He warns you ahead of time to keep you from falling away. You see? It's not the persecutors. It's not the evil forces out there in the world that will cause you to fall. Only your own idols. Perhaps even the blessings of life, money, entertainment, family, health, that you have made into gods. And So, to keep you from falling away, because you can't do it on your own, Jesus sends a helper, a counselor, the comforter, the paraclete. From the Father, through the Son, by His Spirit comes comfort and help from God. Jesus says He will bear witness about me." The Holy Spirit will take the witness stand, which might look surprisingly like a pulpit. Or you can read the court transcript yourself, which looks much like a Bible. The place where the Holy Spirit swears on oath to you that the Lord Jesus Christ has come down from heaven in human flesh and bears all your sin who bears your vulgar and profane tongue, who bears your cowardly and idolatrous heart, who bears your selfishness and lovelessness. And all of this he bears as they drive him from their synagogues and as they kill him. In other words, the Spirit of God removes from you a heart that loves the world and wants to fit in and feel good. And in its place, he gives to you a clean, pure, new heart. A forgiven heart. He cleanses you from all your idols and all your impurities. He gives you then a new self. A self-controlled and sober self a self that's not surprised when tests and trials come. Whether they come in the form of insults or injury or by bullying and bullets. Jesus says, I have said these things to you now so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. When the trials come, when the cross comes, when the hardship comes, this is to be for you a reminder that Jesus is right, that he speaks the truth. And then surprisingly, even those trials will be a comfort to you. Because then if he allows this and he keeps his word, even in this then you can trust his word no matter. Then you'll know that he was right about your sins and about your forgiveness. You'll know that he was right what he said about your dying and your one day dead body. You'll know that he was right about facing trials and what it means to share in his suffering. And you'll, be, you'll know that he is right about coming again in glory as you saw him go riding on the clouds with his hands lifted in blessing. Jesus has ascended. But he has not left us as orphans. He has not left us alone. He has not left you alone. He has gone. And he will come to you. In fact, he has, and he even now does, by his Spirit. Come to you, that your hearts may rejoice. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord Jesus said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In obedience to the Lord's command, you have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, You have been taught the precious truths of the Christian faith as confessed by the Evangelical Lutheran Church. You know what God has given you by his grace and what he expects of you as his dear child. You now have the privilege of receiving the Lord's body and blood in the sacrament of Holy Communion. You are here to make a public profession of your Christian faith. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Romans, said, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace, and joyfully answer these questions. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, Acknowledge that in baptism, God gave you forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation? Do you reject the devil, along with all his lies and his empty promises? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? Do you believe that the teaching of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it from Luther's small catechism, is faithful and true to the Word of God? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this teaching, and to endure all things even death rather than fall away from it? Do you intend faithfully to conform all your life to the teachings of God's Word, to be faithful in the use of word and sacrament, and in faith and action remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as long as you live? We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and have been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and now also receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Miriam Jeanette Cowie, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting, amen. Your confirmation verse is John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Logan Michael Herrick, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verse is John 15, verse 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Emma Ray Jacobson, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verse is Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Josiah Scott Rigging, the almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verse is 2 Peter 3 verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Alexander, Adam, Tim, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verse is Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you FOR YOU, LORD, HAVE NEVER FORSAKEN THOSE WHO SEEK YOU. ISAAC GRANT him, THE ALMIGHTY GOD AND FATHER OF OUR LORD JESUS CHRIST, WHO HAS GIVEN YOU NEW BIRTH OF WATER and THE SPIRIT AND HAS FORGIVEN YOU ALL YOUR SINS strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verse is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Jackson William Zuleger, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Your confirmation verses: First Timothy 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Let us pray. (laughs) Almighty and most merciful Father, in the waters of holy baptism, you have united your children in the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, cleansing them by his blood. Renew in them the gift of your Holy Spirit, that they may live in daily contrition and repentance with a faith that ever clings to their Savior deliver them from the power of Satan, and preserve them from false and dangerous doctrines, that they may remain faithful in hearing Christ's word and receiving his body and blood. By the Lord's Supper, strengthen them to believe that no one can make satisfaction for sin but Christ alone. Enable them to find joy and comfort only in him, learning from this sacrament to love you and their neighbor and to bear their cross with patience and joy until the day of the resurrection of their bodies to life immortal through the Savior Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: The Lord be with you. with you Lift up your hearts
2: up to
1: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God It
2: is
1: right to praise It is truly right and salutary, that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who after his resurrection appeared openly to all his disciples, and in their sight was taken up to heaven, that he might make us partakers of his divine nature. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
0: Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love you created us and everything which exists. In mercy, you preserved the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace, you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience, you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness, you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under law with a perfect, and sufficient sacrifice which paid the price for the sins of the entire world.
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to His disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you in remembrance of me.
0: Therefore, gracious Lord, we bow before you in thankfulness for your many and varied gifts, for Christ's redemptive death, his victorious resurrection, his ascension promises, and his powerful reign at your right hand. Bolstered by your endless grace and Pentecost spirit, we eagerly await his glorious return. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray.
1: Forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
0: O God the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.